Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Hello, everybody. This is Gary Katz, and I'm happy to be here today uh, with Lynn Hunsaker to talk about the inter- um, intersection of uh, customer service and experience and marketing operations, a topic that's uh, near and dear to my heart going all the way back to when I first established Marketing Operations Partners in 2006. In fact, I thought it was such an important area and something that a lot of companies were not thinking about then and are just really starting to think about now, uh, that I asked Lynn Hunsaker uh, to join my team at Marketing Operations Partners, and she's been involved ever since, obviously, and is now CEO of Marketing Operations Partners, as well as her own venture, Clear Action. Uh, Lynn has got a great background, having worked with Applied Materials. Uh, She started the voice of the customer um, function there. She's been involved both on the quality side and the marketing side, and she does a great job of being able to bring uh, bodies of knowledge from a variety of other disciplines into marketing, which is one of the things that she's been focusing on with Marketing Operations Partners. In addition, um, she is a a key architect behind the experience that you will soon get to see firsthand with the launch of the Marketing Future Forum. Uh, Today is CX Day, Customer Experience Day. It's a day of celebration. Lynn is one of the foremost experts on customer experience, especially around optimization. Uh, She has a view of customer experience uh, that uh, nobody else I know has, Um, and so she is uh, quite amazing. Uh, She's also past president of the Silicon Valley American Marketing Association and Applied Materials. She had key marketing roles in addition to her roles in quality and voice of the customer, and she's got a great background before that with market uh, research and other marketing-type uh, functions uh, in corporations. Um, Lynn, hello. Hello, Gary. Glad to be here. Thanks for, thanks for being with us. It's always exciting to talk to you. Uh, you and I get to talk uh, fairly recently, but I think what's really fun is that uh, we know one another uh, quite well, and um, I think it, 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 we've heard from other people that they they love to be a fly on the wall when we're just talking casually with one another. So that's the objective today, is to have a pretty casual conversation and see if uh, maybe that might generate some uh, new ways of thinking, um, new insights, new uh, types of actions that people can take in their lives to do a better job whether they're coming at it from the customer experience side or the marketing or marketing operations side um, and be more holistic in what they do. So what exactly, Lynn, from a marketer's perspective, is customer experience in your view? I think most marketers think of customer experience in terms of their deliverables. They run campaigns and events and all different uh, types of outreaches to customers um, along the funnel and 
any time that they have designed those outreaches to be um, kind of hassle-free or personalized, tailored to the customer, they're viewing uh, what their work as a good customer experience. Um, I think that um, we need to take a look at customer experience from the customer's viewpoint, and certainly they customers do want all of those deliverables to be easy and personalized and you know and everything else around that because when you think about what what customers view is they're just trying to get things done in their life and in their work and so the the information and um, resources that they receive from marketing are a means to an end to what customers are trying to be done trying to get done um, I think this is a really important insight for marketers because we should actually differentiate between user experience or touch point experience and the end-to-end customer experience. Uh, If we are congratulating ourselves on a great user experience or touch point experience, then I think that's all fine and well, but we can't necessarily claim that the customer experience in its totality is awesome because it really uh, spans the entire value chain from uh, across the company. As we know from customer experience journey mapping, there's a lot more to it. So it's really the difference between a transactional view and a systemic view, mm-hmm. I guess, uh, in terms of looking at the customer life cycle uh, with the company. That's right. A lot of companies will do customer journey maps on a touch point. So that can be educational. Um, but I think that where you get the greatest value and, and the most uh, differentiating insights is by looking at customer experience as often as possible as an end-to-end journey from uh, across the entire customer life cycle. And as you do that, uh, if you're able to do the research in that, that fashion, you can look for natural breakouts of the data that you would totally obscure by uh, confining your research or your view of any any uh, mode to a single touch point or marketing deliverable. Uh, you're, you're quite confined with, with um, pre- preconceived notions and um, especially when I hear people talk about to choose a persona to, um, to research as far as a customer journey or a t- touch point, I find that problematic because a lot of the persona uh, delineations that we have are fairly uh, ambiguous or, or I should say, arbitrary. Um, we have sat down and decided, you know, it's soccer moms versus so-and-so or if it's uh, such-and-such role or such-and-such geography or other kind of demographic or psychographic, whereas if I found in uh, looking at customer experience data across uh, the end-to-end spectrum, and looking for natural patterns in the data, some very interesting things crop up around customers' expectations. And after all, in marketing, what we're trying to do is, first of all, establish a certain set of expectations around our brand, and secondly, uh, make a compelling uh, uh, message for customers to act on that set of expectations. So at the end of the day, customer experience management is primarily expectations management, and yep. that is bigger 
than a touch point or a user experience uh, deliverable. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's really about, uh, it sounds like, putting yourself uh, in that customer's shoes uh, and rather than focusing on your business objectives, focusing on what that customer needs, the outcomes that they need, the jobs that they're trying to get done, and then from that, if you do it well, what you're trying to get for your business will come naturally. Absolutely, and I would caution people to think of a customer's jobs to be done not so much as the finite process that they're undergoing, but the ultimate uh, end game for the customer. Usually the ultimate end game for them is something around risk reduction, uh, productivity improvement, uh, making my life easier, uh, making my life more enjoyable, um, satisfying my stakeholders, whether they be my family or my uh, customers or coworkers. And um, and that's where we really... Scaling the business would be another one, I would think. What's that? Scaling the business. Oh, absolutely. There's a number of things that could be the intended outcome. So it revolves around what's the customer's pain or aspiration. Yep. And then the uh, in the course of doing it, um, we, we, if we're thinking about jobs to be done as, as the process that the customer follows, that's a little too granular in terms of uh, expectations management. Um, you need to, to have two levels, the overall aspiration as well as the process that the customer is going through. Got it. Now, um, you've described a number of uh, areas, I think, where companies are still missing the mark or not that good. What are marketing organizations doing right with respect to customer experience? Which types of things uh, do you see that are heartening to you that uh, things are going in the right direction? Well, I think ease of doing business is really an awesome area that we've seen a lot of improvement in the past five to ten years in particular now that mobile and social are such a big part of people's lives, both uh, as businesses as well as uh, individuals. And um, so making things user-friendly is really, really tremendous blessing to society as a whole. Another thing that I think is really great is personalization. So when I receive um, a notice from an airline, I'm not necessarily receiving uh, notices about deals across the entire U.S., but they're tailored to where I live or where I usually fly from. That prevents me having to wade through a lot of stuff and makes it more compelling for me to open up those messages and see what's tailored to me. Mm -hmm. And the content marketing is a, a big plus where we're being educated by marketers, and marketers are thinking of useful things to give to customers, not just trying to get the next dollar, but looking at the whole uh, information uh, uh, providing as uh, as value-adds across that funnel, across that customer journey. So it's really being able to get that information uh, depending on where you are in your uh, journey to ideally buy. Um, yeah, the common thread across all of yeah. these things that I've just mentioned is um, the common thread is uh, being able to get through your life a lot easier, 
right? You're just trying to get your life done and your business done easier and nicer. So as much as marketers can can think about that, um, that, that's really the key is advocacy for the customer. When you're advocating for the customer's well-being, customers will perk up to that and you will naturally get the rewards. Yeah, absolutely. That makes a lot of sense. So we've seen some things in the news lately, um, some research done that CMOs are being asked by uh, boards of directors or chief executive officers to either take on the customer experience responsibility or to at least do a better job of partnering with the chief customer officer or what other, whatever title owns that. What, what are your thoughts about that particular trend, both you know, from a you know, a positive standpoint and also from a cautionary standpoint? Sure. Well, um, I think that executives tend to think of customer experience as something that's happening at the periphery of the company. Um, customers are at the periphery. You may, you may view, view it that way. Uh, customers are interfacing with various touch points. Um, part of customer experience is retention, uh, not just acquisition, sure. but doing things that will retain the customer. And I think that executives have a tendency to be thinking about customer experience management as revenue generation. So along those three points, executives' mindsets tend to turn to marketing. I think that historically, customer experience management may have been uh, thought of as the service organization's realm where uh, you know, customers are calling into the company directly. It's more of the, you know, the customer-initiated um, endeavor where marketing, I think, is more of a company-initiated endeavor, so that's an interesting uh, shift that's taken place. I think that there are some, po- some good uh, opportunities there in the company-initiated because once customers uh, have bought your product or service and then they're maybe frustrated, they've got a question or something mismatches in the information they've received, that's usually the impetus for a company to call the customer service organization so, to me, a customer experience strategy that revolves around your customer service organization or contact center is generally uh, too little, too late. It's a reactive. All or short in a, <laughs> in a day late. <laughs> so, you're, so you're advocating for something much more proactive. Yeah, and so I think that the, the trend towards CMOs taking that on can be positive from that that angle. What worries me is that um, the over re, over attention on revenue and retention and uh, touch points is problematic because those are not really reflective of truth. Uh, they're not really reflective of the true customer experience end to end. I think that marketing has natural ties to business intelligence and external mm-hmm. um, areas. The company, their marketing has natural ties to customers, competitors, analysts, influencers, and a variety of other forces on the company. And so this makes marketing a very important conduit, actually, for external information coming into the company. But there is the rub. 
if marketing is the uh, the only uh, entity in the company that is receiving that external intelligence, then a lot of opportunity is left on the table. What Absolutely. marketing needs to do is, if they're taking on customer experience ownership for the company or any uh, element of it, is think of think of uh, the the, the reality of marketing being mostly a value deliverer rather than a value creator in the large scheme of things. Generally, in any company, you have value creation happening at the engineering and manufacturing and uh, operational roles, um, and you have value um, uh, enhancing or value um, uh, detracting happening by policies and such, policies and processes that are created by your support functions or by these value creators. And then marketing is traditionally more of a communicator of value. So um, that, I think, needs to be well thought through by the executives who are making these assignments. And any CMO who is taking on this role needs to be very well aware of those realities and set up this whole role for success Accordingly, um, the, the key point I want to make there, make here is, in conclusion is um, all of this great insight that's coming into the company through business intelligence of any sort, uh, via voice of the customer or any other operational and um, competitive and industry information um, really needs to be sent upstream. And this is the case with customer service and why that we maybe have not seen quite the growth that we'd like to see through customer service. Um, a lot of customer service organizations have been uh, trying to cross-sell and upsell and that kind of thing, which sometimes doesn't jibe with the customer when they're calling about their cable being down and then getting a, a, uh, a pitch for expanding their cable. Um, that doesn't make sense right. to them when they've just had a... Uh, kind of a frustrating experience. So at any rate, any type of uh, feedback from customers needs to be driven up in the company to the the highest point, suppliers, uh, uh, materials, uh, procurement, um, your engineering, your manufacturing, and all of the others who surround the value creation in the company should be the ones who are tasked with making changes to issues and probably joining forces to do that, or and, and, and simultaneously uh, creating new value based on the customer insights. So that is so a good for marketers. Go ahead. Yeah. So so it's really about uh, marketing that is uh, vested with this uh, responsibility, really working uh, to. Uh, create alignment and facilitate cross-functional leadership, so that uh, companies, are, uh, you know, functions aren't operating in silos as we're so used to them operating, right? Uh, and and you know, knowledge is getting distributed where it needs to be distributed to benefit that customer. Absolutely. When you think about it, the customer-facing people are in the trenches. Marketing is usually a couple of steps removed from that. Um, Customer-facing people are often buffering the mismatch between promises and reality. So um, 
what what really needs to happen for customer experience to pay off, customer experience management to pay off for companies in the revenue growth that they want to see is um, is the reduction of, of so much pressure on the customer-facing people by uh, channeling that information upward in the value stream in the company so that um, things are done right the first time more often. Right. Have a lot so what, why, why is it that there's such a big gap between what customer-facing teams are uh, you know, doing and, and the kind of messages that are going out there in marketing organizations? Uh, you know, from marketing organizations that kind of put the customer-facing teams in this bind. Yeah. Well, of course, marketers are uh, have a lot of pressure for revenue generation, lead generation that um, can be con- leads that can be converted to uh, revenue right away, and so it becomes tempting to overpromise or even be a thorn in customer side by. Um, not being customer-focused, really, in the way that we do marketing. So uh, as much as we pride ourselves on personalization and things like that, sometimes the way that we do marketing is quite invasive of customers yeah. and quite neat. A lot. <laughs> right. So uh, the difference between um, the, the marketing organization's mentality and the customer-facing team's mentality is that they're, the customer-facing people are on the hot seat, they're having to deal with issues right now, uh, trying to help a customer get what they need and be happy. Yeah. Um, marketers are often feeling such pressure that they're doing things that are at odds with uh, with that, and actually creating further uh, complications by overpromising or over um, uh, overextending the customer in some way or mm-hmm. other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Asking for uh, asking for too much from the customer sometimes too. I I remember when I was at Insignia Solutions. I've I've shared the story with you, but um, yeah, we were trying to meet revenue goals every quarter, and we were really not at a point where we could do that without finding what at the time was uh, I called a white knight, which is uh, somebody that was willing to uh, pay uh, you know a significant amount of money in order to you know do prepaid runtime royalties on on the software solution that we provided. Um, and uh, one time, one of the companies uh, that we did business with that uh, was a white knight, um, actually, uh, we announced uh, that they had uh, done a $1 million prepaid royalty agreement with uh, with us at the beginning of the week, and then they had a, uh, they had a quarterly call like two days later um, and uh, their numbers were really poor. <laughs> so we basically blew up our white knight. Um, mm. and I think we, we try to do that with customers a lot in order to reach our goals, not really thinking about what the implications might be on their side. Well, yes, it actually happens both by marketers as well as customer experience professionals. Often where our heads are is not really in the customer's well-being or where the customer's heads are. It can be miles apart. So uh, some of the things that could be done to fill that gap are uh, shadowing each other. Uh, mm. Let the customer-facing people shadow the marketers and marketers shadow the customer-facers. Sure. Sit with them. I've uh, heard of some companies that are 
uh, uh, mixing in the marketing uh, seating arrangement with the sales or service seating arrangement in the company so you don't mm-hmm. have uh, kind of siloized seating arrangements. Mm-hmm. Um, it's absolutely important to embrace any kind of negative uh, input coming from customers as much as positive input. And I think that marketers are predispositioned to ignore the negative, thinking, well, we can't. Right. That doesn't re- that doesn't relate to us, and we don't want to taint our our creative juices with that. <laughs> you wrote a great article about that uh, that is available from the Marketing Operations Partners website, as is a lot of other great material uh, related to customer experience um, about uh, squeezing the lemons uh, for loyalty growth. About uh, you know those those customers that are uh, you're in danger of losing. Um, basically working with those customers to understand what their pain is in order to improve your business and then show them that you're improving it so that you can win back uh, that either lost or potentially uh, lost customer. That's right. There's a really great book called Complaints Are a Gift. I recommend Mm -hmm. that to anybody. Um, Also, The Best Service is No Service is another really great book. Those are uh, paradigm shifters from common mentality a lot of times. Great. Well, I have one more question for you. You somewhat addressed this in terms of some of your ideas about shadowing and such, but what other uh, advice would you give to the chief marketing officers who are ready to step up and and take a greater role in leadership in terms of customer experience that's that's more holistic and more end-to-end as you describe? Mm -hmm. Well, I've got six really uh, quick points to make there. Um, number one is listen more than you talk. Marketers are predisposed to telling customers things, but not necessarily listening to customers, and so that's a huge shift to make. Um, second thing is make use of unstructured customer data extensively. So we have a tendency to gravitate to the uh, cut and dried, easy to, to uh, digest numbers like voice right. customer ratings and that kind of thing. Um, right. There is a treasure trove of value and prescriptive advice from customers in their comments, wherever, wherever they're coming from. Uh, you don't have to go and do another study uh, necessarily. You can gain quite a lot by um, tapping into uh, comments that are coming from your contact center or other places. Uh, if you have uh, ways to record or uh, do some voice mining or text mining from mm-hmm. your any customer-facing people um, in records that they keep, this can be quite valuable. So that's the second point. The third one is to shift gears from um, asking customers to do stuff to facil- mm-hmm. facilitating internal organizations to work together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Get our act together rather than put all the onus on the customer. Well, yes. Uh, most people think that customer experience management is trying to get promoters to evangelize for your company. Right. And, um, well, I think that that can happen naturally. It should happen naturally, not that you have to entice it or that that is right. your end game. Um, your end game should be that customers love you so much that they want to do that on their own. Um, so by by uh, taking that another step further, the the fourth point is 
doing internally what you do so well ex- externally. So marketers mm-hmm. are very gifted at identifying um, customer needs and being able to create messaging that's compelling for customers to take action, get off the couch and get in the car and go and buy something or get online and click click through something or whatever. And uh, that uh, special sauce or mojo needs to be turned inward so that um, marketers being responsible for customer experience leadership um, are channeling that those insights to engineering and supplier management and uh, manufacturing and IT and HR and finance and everybody else who uh, there's really no functional area that's exempt from having a ripple effect on customer experience. So that's that's a key thing there. The fifth thing is to step back and think about what makes sense for your customers. I see so many people just jumping on a bandwagon. Well, I see that so-and-so in my industry has you know, such-and-such program, and they're just going along with that. It's kind of weird to me because every uh, capital expense um, project that I've been in charge of or you know, major undertaking, we, we were encouraged to step back and think about what makes sense for our company and, and our customers. And even though somebody else said such and such in a benchmarking study didn't necessarily mean that that was right for us, and yet in customer experience, uh, it's, it's few and far between that people um, really uh, think that through. And then finally, I just want to encourage anybody who's taking on customer experience leadership to be holistic. It's, it's um, faulty to, in, if you're learning tennis, for example, to just focus on your your forehand this year, and then next year you might try backhand, and the following year let's try serving. Um, right. If you're going to teach someone tennis, you're going to teach them the whole shebang, but baby steps, right? So learn the basics across the whole spectrum, and then take it to the next level, and then the next level, and the ne- next level across all all the spectrums. You're not just going to wait for your your serve until you're you know you've been doing this for quite a while. But in customer experience management, we are making that mistake of just fo- focusing on our on one element because people will gravitate to a CRM or social media or content management, digital marketing, or VOC as their prime uh, point of attention and not have a full-fledged program to act on it and make the most use of it across the entire company. And this is where I think we're really falling down uh, Worldwide, it, it doesn't matter who's who's driving customer experience, but we do, do see a lot of executives uh, losing patience and uh, and faith in customer experience management as being able to create business results for them. And in being holistic, I'd just like to to add this little uh, suggestion: revenue growth is certainly important, but cost reduction is probably part of the path to get there um, because cost reduction involves the elimination of things that are stupid, things that are dumb costs, things that are dumb policies, things that don't make sense to customers, things that that are at odds with customers' well-being. And uh, so be thinking about um, the investment part of the uh, ROI equation in terms of stupid stuff that's being done right now that could be reduced 
not just the uh, the uh, return or numerator part of that equation. And you'll find that you'll have a lot more success by being holistic. Well, that's a great place to uh, to wrap up. Uh, thank you, Lynn. Um, do we have any questions from anybody that's listening? Well, let's see. I uh, can unmute everybody. And um, I haven't seen any posted here, but I do want to let people know about two goodies that we have for them. One is Great. a premium worksheet called How to Sync Marketing with Customer Experience Excellence. This is a worksheet that can get you going in, uh, in aligning what you're doing in marketing with what customers really need. And the code for that is bit.ly, so B-I-T dot L-Y, uh, forward slash M-K-T-G hyphen C-X. So it's bit.ly marketing customer experience, but bit.ly hyphen, excuse me, forward slash M-K-T-G hyphen C-X. Um, also, we have a ebook that contains seven articles written by um, people at Marketing Operations Partners and uh, interviews that have been done with friends. And the uh, URL for that ebook is mopartners.com/customer-focused-marketing. So it's customer-focused marketing with hyphens between the words. Excellent. Well, those sound like uh must-have uh, downloads. So I encourage anybody that is listening to get your hands on those. Also, visit the Marketing Operations Partners website. Uh, subscribe to our blog, um, and I think that you will get uh, lots of great resources. And keep an eye uh, for the, uh, out for the launch of the Marketing Future Forum, really coming up in the uh, next uh, part of the uh, you know, next few weeks. So Keep a yes. close eye to that. Gary, um, we do have one question. I think I can answer it quickly. Great. Um, do it. The question is, what skills do marketers need to get sharp to tune into the customer experience? Ah. Um, well, we have a, a blog recently written on mopartners.com called 10 Ways That Marketing Operations uh, Creates Value. And I think that some insights will be shown there. And uh, then there's another blog um, at clearactioncx.com that's very recent called um, are, you a, are You a Customer Experience Action Hero? And mm -hmm. I think that you'll find in those articles the, the spectrum of things that you need to do to be sharp on customer experience. Excellent. Well, that's, uh, those are, sound like gems. So thank you again, Lynn, uh, for spending uh, customer experience uh, Day today, CX Day with us. Um, look forward to the next time that we have a conversation together uh, for everybody to listen to. But in the meantime, thank you those that have tuned in uh, today. This is Gary Katz. Uh, have a great day. Thanks, Gary. Take care, everyone. Happy CX Day.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.